Kyle V, welcome back to the water cooler. That's a wrap on the 2023-24 NFL season. The Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl 58 champs, back-to-back Super Bowl champs. First time we've had back-to-back since Tom Brady and the Patriots in the early 2000s. Death, taxes, and Patrick Mahomes. He's fucking inevitable. It's uh it's tough. You know, he he got kind of annoying over the course of this season, but you gotta just respect greatness. We're watch we're literally watching greatness. He looks like he's gonna be the best ever. Yeah, he really does. I mean, not to take anything away from what Brady's done. I don't want to fucking talk about Tom Brady. I've had enough of that guy for a lifetime, but uh Mahomes has kind of filled that role where it's just like if you're that good for too long, we're gonna start hating you. And he does yeah. some shit that, you know, makes it deserved. But it's like, I'm sick of seeing this motherfucker win Super Bowls. Yeah, it's crazy. And the the thing, the frustrating part of this season, like for the Chiefs, um, this was a down year for them. They lost six games in the regular season. They were underdogs their last three games today. Um in the Super Bowl and the AFC Championship and the divisional round, they were underdogs in all of them. Get the job done, get the win. You know, Mahomes plays his first career playoff road games and gets two wins and then just gets it done in the Super Bowl again. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Him, Andy Reid, Kelsey. I mean, just the whole thing that they do. Harrison Butker is now one of the greatest, like, Super Bowl kickers of all time. The guy yeah. just is fucking nails when it matters most. Uh, they just, they really feel like the fucking Patriots of the West at this point. hundred percent. Right? Let's just get right into it. You want to just go through the whole game and fucking break it down? Let's do it. We set the scene in fucking Sin City, home of the Raiders, next year's hopeful Super Bowl champs. They put on a hell of a show, huh? Let's just start with just the whole pregame. Reba doing the national anthem, killed it, yeah. hit the over, by the way, good call by you. And then they they go to the sphere all red, white, and blue. Did you see that? Yeah, it was it was incredible. Vegas yeah. is Vegas should host a Super Bowl at least every like five years. Like it's made to host an event like that. It's beautiful. I bet you they will. And I, you know, there's places like the Meadowlands in New Jersey, New York area, uh, Levi's and Santa Clara. Fuck all that. Get us a dome in a entertainment capital of the world, man. That that was a, a hell of a scene. The celebrities were out. Uh, felt like the biggest game of the year, and it was. So that was fun yeah. to see. Yeah. We kick it off with the Niners getting the ball first. And, man, they were looking good. They were running the ball. CMC looked great. Juice check popped that catch for, like, 20 yards, 15 yards or something. Cashed both overs in my parlay right there on that his first touch of the game. And yeah. then we had a CMC fumble getting down to the red zone, which this guy never fumbles. I think they said he, that was only the third one he lost all year. They're driving down. Offense is looking great. And instantly, fucking big mishap right there that blew a, a huge opportunity to take the first lead in the game. Yeah, it was a really weird fumble, too. It was like he, I mean, obviously he got hit. The ball got hit. But it wasn't like a full-on rip of a strip or like someone punched the ball out like you'll see from time to time. Um, it was just kind of in traffic, and he just let it slip. And the ball, like, the Chiefs were fumbling the ball all over the place too. Like it was the ball. It's some some seemed kind of weird almost with like the the way the ball was, or I don't know what it was, but teams were having a lot of issues uh, hanging on to the ball. 
Yeah, it was real sloppy in the beginning, which is kind of something we talked about too. It was going to be a slow start. Uh, you know, the first four drives with three punts and that fumble, and then we don't get any points until the fifth drive of the game. <clears throat> Niners come down and they have a nice little drive. Uh, end up kicking a field goal, take a three nothing lead. At that point, was it was it the first second quarter by then? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. There was 0-0 so, at the end of the first. Yeah, zero zero at the end of the first. Uh, if you had the over in this one, we'll get to the end of the game. But it started off shitty and ended even worse for you. Yeah. Um. So you end quarter one, zero zero. Then they kick a fumble, and then the Chiefs fumble. They get they they kick a field goal. Yeah, they didn't kick a fumble. We'll get to that later. They almost kind of kicked a fumble yeah. later. They did. Yeah. And then the Chiefs look like they're answering back. The offense looks like it woke up a little bit. Pacheco gets down to, what, like the 10-yard line, and then he fumbles. Yeah. That one was a weird fumble, too, is is like I was talking about. They just – guys that don't usually do that, and um, it was just – yeah, it was a weird – just a weird game that first half. That that beginning of the game was just weird, and it was – if we're being honest, it was fucking boring. It was just like (laughs) – it was a snooze fest. I was – you know, I was getting a little a little sleepy sitting on the on the couch watching the game, but uh Pacheco's gotta be like a top two and probably not two guy that I would not want to be around after he makes a mistake. Holy shit, he looks mad. Yeah. Well he just he just is plays mad, he runs mad. Sometimes I'm watching him run. I'm like, dude, if you quit fucking stomping so much when you get the ball, you might be five yards up the field already. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. He runs pissed off, but he yeah, dude's a baller. But yeah, it was a weird, yeah, weird fumble there. Um, you know, that Niners defense was flying around, flying around. And then their one of their studs goes down on a weird, just unlucky injury. Something like didn't matter what side you're betting on, who who you're rooting for in the game. Um, it sucked to see that injury because Greenlaw was flying around and was like juiced up and going like going nuts, like just having a day early on. And then he's all fired up after a punt after you know the Chiefs, the punt team gets uh, gets it done for the Niners, and he's going to take off to get on the field and just slips and blows his Achilles. That's just like incredibly unlucky yeah that was awful to see uh torn achilles gonna miss quite a bit of time next year is gonna be a grind for him after that and it was a huge blow to the niners because we talked about that last time we talked that was one of their biggest advantages of fred warner and and dre greenlaw together uh, probably the best linebacker duo in the entire league and especially when you're going up against an offense like the chiefs you don't want mahomes getting those sneaky little runs on you which he ended up running all over him late when it mattered most but also they've got, you know, their best weapon is Travis Kelsey. And they did a great job of containing him until the end of the game. And it felt like after that moment, they were kind of picking on the weak side, wherever Fred Warner wasn't, they were yeah. going at the backup linebacker and Kelsey was having success. And so were the other tight ends too. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I believe Kelsey was at one catch for one yard at halftime. Just, you know, he very, very contained the offense as a whole was contained and you know that Niners defense was just playing great and you know we that's the part where like the Niners had a chance to bury them early like they were playing so much better than the Chiefs looked way better than them but the offense just couldn't really get the wheels turning they go up 10-0 um on them and you know 
even at the end there, like it felt like the Chiefs won the toss and decided to, uh, you know, kick to the Niners to start it off for this reason of, you know, they get the ball at the end of the first half. They go down, score a touchdown. You see it time and time again, and then they get the ball right back and score another touchdown and just erase a, a deficit. But the Niners defense held them, forced a field goal, made it be 10-3 going into half, and then Mahomes throws a pick first first uh, drive out of the out of the half, and the Niners just what do they do? They go three plays, negative one yard punt. It's just they had opportunities and just could not could not bury them. Yeah, no, they totally did, and. Even at the end of the first half, so they scored to go up 10 nothing with like four minutes left. Chiefs came right down. I mean, look, they had a – it was like a four-minute drive, but it's because they got down to like the 15, the Chiefs yeah. did, and there was still like a minute and a half left, and the Niners weren't calling timeouts. I thought that was really strange because they had all three at that point, and they could have stopped the clock. Like It was inevitable that the Chiefs were going to score or kick a field goal. That was That was spoken for. You could have had like a minute left after that happened to go try and get a field goal of your own, but they didn't stop the clock at all. And then they got the ball with 20 seconds left and just took a knee. Yeah, it's it's so weird to me. Like, it's almost like the football gods for both these coaches. They said, we can't like you can't be perfect. You you can't be perfect. They and both these coaches just fuck up with time management. It, it's awful. Like they can't. I don't understand. Like Shanahan just gets weirdly conservative as good of a play caller he is he's a genius out there scheming guys open but he just gets so conservative like it, it blows my mind like why why not like you're saying call some timeouts go get a field goal if you hold them to a field goal um there and you get one yourself you're right you're up 10 again you know yeah. it it's just i i don't i don't like it I don't, I don't like it at all yeah i thought that was really strange and uh you know so you go into the half it's 10 3 and then, like you said, first drive of the second half, we get a Mahomes pick, and then it's punt, punt, punt. And it felt like after that pick, Niners are up seven, get the ball, good field position. That was a time to go, like, fucking put the pedal to the metal and try and take control of the game. Yeah. By the time the Chiefs get the ball back, it, three possessions later, it had been like five, six minutes had run off the clock. So you still have a ton of time left in the third quarter. And then they go on a long drive, kick a field goal, and it felt like at that point, like their offense finally started to wake up. But a big reason is because the Niners just didn't do anything in between. They're just like fucking happy to be up seven. It felt like exactly back to like what you what you're going off of with the after the interception, that three play negative one yard drive. They went three straight pass plays. Like they've been running the ball pretty well and that's kind of been the chiefs, you know, one weakness that they still overall did okay with it. Um, CMC got going pretty good there. Uh, but the secondary strong and you get a big turnover like that, you get good field position. Like why not try to run the ball or at least run like some screen pass, something to, you know, get some yards going in the right direction. Uh, but instead, you know, they throw an incompletion, get a false start. And all of a sudden you're looking at, you know, second and 15 and you're behind the sticks. And that's where Brock was in trouble today. It was like when they had any sort of negative plays that backed them up a little bit, or they had some penalties here and there that backed them up. Um, and then if Spagnuolo was able to dial up some pressure, like it didn't go well for him. He, and you could, I don't know, you could see like, uh, you know, I was watching with my sister today and she doesn't 
watch like a lot obviously but she she even mentioned she's like you can just see like when when brock's under pressure like you can tell that he's a little bit like uneasy and kind of on edge bouncing a little bit mm-hmm. and he's and he's like versus when you watch Mahomes, he's just like oh yeah this i i know exactly what you guys were going to throw at me right now you know yeah 100 percent. yeah i felt like the chiefs had guys just running free like yeah. every third down there was just a guy on a fucking straight line missile right at brock's head and exactly. it worked 90 percent of the time it seemed like yeah that second half their their first three drives of the second half were all Three and out, it was what negative one yards, negative yeah. one yards, zero yards. So nine plays for negative two yards to start the second half. When you have a lead, you you couldn't give the ball to Christian McCaffrey to get more than negative two yards. That's fucking yeah. crazy. Exactly. It's it, it's just it's tough. And on those three three and out drives, so nine plays total, uh, eight of them were passes. So that's another thing too, where it's just like that's what that's what got Shanahan in trouble in the 28 to three game is they were just throwing the ball. And it's like, what? I I don't know. It it was, it's just strange. Like, obviously, you know, we've talked very highly of him quite often and it's not like, it's not based in any sort of like shit talking or hate on the guy, but there is something where when these big moments come where he just kind of freezes up a bit and, and goes into, I think he like, He's probably me and me and Kyle Shannon really the same. We're just a couple of overthinkers, you know. Probably just like oh, I fucking really hope this works out, but I'm not gonna do anything about it right now. Out of I my can't. hands. So somewhere in that mix, uh, the Chiefs kicked another another field goal. It was ten to six, and then huge turning point in the game. And there was a few of these for the Niners. The CMC fumble, then this one was massive. The Chiefs punt, and the punt hits the back foot, back of the foot of like one of the hunt blockers mm-hmm. and it bounces off his foot. The return guy made a great effort to try and grab it. Um, but Chiefs ended up getting the ball and they scored on what the very next play, I think. Yeah. First play. Yeah. So that was a massive turning point. You think you're getting the ball back and then all of a sudden you're down three uh, to Pat Mahomes and the chiefs, not a good spot where you want to be. Yeah, exactly. That was a weird um, watching it live too. It was like a, what the hell is he doing? The returner, like trying to pick it up. And then you see the replay, you saw it hit the foot of, of his teammate and making it a live ball. And he almost made it like a Super Bowl saving type play. Yeah. Um, but the Chiefs, like you said, ultimately able to get it. Valdez Scantling gets in the end zone. But then that, you know, ignites the first um, scoring drive of the second half for the uh, Niners. And they go on a nice six minute drive methodically down the field, like picking up third downs. And it was a very impressive drive. Uh, Brock made some throws. And, um, you know, they punch it in for the touchdown. And, um, you know, this is where you get another big mix, misstep, which when we talked about the units of the team and who was the favorites in our preview, I didn't, I knew the Chiefs had the advantage in special teams, but I didn't expect it to be this much of it it quite literally won the chiefs the game yeah yeah especially the miscues more so than the chiefs executing is more so that miscues obviously butker did his thing but like the extra point that moody misses is just an awful kick like he kicked it so low it got blocked twice it got blocked by a dude that wasn't even off the ground he's reaching through the blocker and it hit his hand it's like it's just crazy like it was i don't know it was it was a terrible kick and and it was something where you could see that coming throughout the season, like 
this is a problem for this team. Obviously, he you know redeemed himself a bit and hit a couple long kicks for them and and clutched up hit hit one late for them um made most of them but that extra point was very very costly because it it made it a 16 13 ball game uh kept it a, a field goal gap rather than allowing them to go up by four yeah it changed the whole landscape because then the chiefs like you said could play for play for a field goal which they did they tied it at 16 and then the Niners kick another field goal, take the lead. He's still only three points ahead of Pat Mahomes. I mean, we've seen it so many times over the years. But how much time was left on the clock in that Bills game? Oh, 13 seconds. 13? I thought yeah. it was like 50. They go down the field, kick a field goal. Like, yeah. that. any time is too much time if you're only up a field goal against the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, Butker's fucking nails when it matters most. Yeah. Pat Mahomes and Kelsey just have that connection. And you, we saw it again, like Kelsey started slow, like you said, and then when they needed him most, came up huge, and they were able to do that because they're playing for a field goal. Like, yeah. the, the Niners had to play a defense that was, you know, they're not going to give up a bomb, but they're giving up some short stuff underneath, but that left a lot of gaps, and, and they just marched down the field. Exactly. If, yeah, if you um, knew they had to play for a touchdown, it's a whole different ball game. I think, so honestly, did- I think if they make that extra point, the Niners win the game. Yeah, I, I think so too. The and and Romo Romo touched on it on the broadcast. One of the few good things he did. I don't know what happened to the guy, but he's gotten very very un unlisten unlistenable. Yeah. I guess would be the word. He's pretty fucking bad lately. But um, he did mention this during the the that drive. As you said, you know they're going. They're down nineteen sixteen. They know they only need a field goal, and it gets the defense caught in this weird no man's land, especially against a quarterback that that is that good um you know you fast you rewind back to the divisional round when they're playing the packers and you got jordan love in that same situation who looks like he's going to be a stud quarterback obviously not there yet they're in a spot packers are in a spot where they just need a field goal too similar to this but you just kind of run some disguise coverage and he ends up throwing into triple coverage and you win the game you know mahomes isn't going to do that he they got caught in this weird um no man's land you know you can't play uh you can't play too tight because you don't get beat on something deep and then if you're gonna leave stuff open underneath for Mahomes, he's gonna be so good at picking that apart and finding the gaps to make those plays feel a little bigger too so once they got in a field goal range then they really had to kind of play conservative the Niners did because you um get to a spot where you know you don't really have you you can't you you know a touchdown beats you, so you, you got to play leave some stuff open over the middle and play a little uh, safe, and ultimately they get a shot to go win. Like this was another spot, you know. Andy, like both these coaches, whoever lost the game was gonna is gonna was gonna be in a spot where they're gonna have some answers, um, some answering to do in regards to the management of the clock. The Chiefs, once they got into solid field goal range they let a lot of time tick away too mm-hmm. and they had two timeouts and it was just really it was strange like it, it was, was like Pat I, Mahomes run up the middle yeah that that drained a ton of time it did it did and they ultimately pick up the they they could have spiked it saved some time but then they would have been at third down so they ran another play um i believe it was incomplete and then they yeah. pick up yeah. third down with Travis Kelsey on the big gain yeah. um but then there's only 10 seconds left and you have the timeout and a rare miss for Mahomes. Rasheed Rice was open for – could have won the game in regulation there um, for sure. But, uh, you know, ultimately they 
th- throw to Kelsey, which you can't blame him at that point. Fred Warner had good coverage, and then we get to, uh, get get some overtime, get some free football, which was nice, a nice touch. Uh, with it being, you know, the last game that we get for six months. So, did you see the um the joke that the like it was like one of the head guys for CBS Sports made? Like, yeah. oh yeah, the scriptwriters told us it's going first ever double overtime Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. That's probably feeling kind of dumb now. Like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Almost there. That's why the conspiracy theories and he just fed straight into that. Exactly. That's why the Chiefs snapped it right as time was expiring. I was thinking. I thought it was. I didn't know. I was unfamiliar with the new overtime rules. Like Romo was saying, it's basically like starting a new game. But I thought once that first overtime ran out, then it went to double overtime. That's what, like the way I thought it was. So I, when the clock's ticking, I'm like, what are they, what are they doing? Like we're, and then he's kind of like, for those of you that don't know the new rules yet, like this is, it'll just be like starting the second quarter if they don't get the playoff here or whatever so it was like oh okay they literally would have just swapped sides and it would have been the same thing first and goal chiefs but they wouldn't um, have called that double overtime they would have right i don't think so because it would have been it's still just an overtime because it's and it's the second quarter of over i don't know it's i guess it technically would have been i don't know yeah weird but yeah. anyways didn't, didn't get there um before we get to that though the 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 coin toss Niners win the toss and they take the ball first in overtime. We even touched on this when we were talking about the rules last week. Like yeah. if you if you win the toss, the biggest advantage is to kick. Yeah. You don't want the ball because you want to know when you get you're you're guaranteed to get the ball back. It's not like before when a touchdown would end it. You're gonna get a possession. So you want to know what you're up against. And then we even saw it with the Chiefs. They had to go for it on fourth down on their final drive, and they knew that they had to. Yeah. Because the Niners had already kicked a field goal, they had to go get points. Exactly. I yeah. I um. I don't understand. You you kind of mentioned it when we were talking before we started recording, but maybe there was some logic with the Niners' defense feeling being tired because they just gave up that last drive. Um, but it wasn't a super long drive that led to the. It was eleven plays, but it wasn't like I don't know. I don't know. So, to me. In the way your defense had been playing, you have been holding the Chiefs to field goals. Why not kick to them first, see if you can hold them to a field goal, and then you know you got you, – one, you know if you have a fourth down early on in your drive, you're not in field goal range to tie it. You know you can you, – you get to go for it. And two, if you go down and score a touchdown, then you win the game. I It was – it made no sense to me for them to take the ball. The Niners win the toss and elect to receive, and you go down – and you kick a field goal, you know, they had a solid drive, but ultimately too, you know, you're looking at fourth and uh fourth and four from the nine, I believe is what it was last play. Yeah, fourth and four at the nine. Like I know uh, hindsight's 2020, all that, but I, I kind of like the chances of going for it there and and putting a little pressure on the Chiefs and you get in that same situation where you they know they need a touchdown and your defense knows they need a touchdown, so you can kind of manage that a little differently. Whereas they got to go on this drive again, where knowing all they really need is a field goal to keep the game alive. But also that, like you said, you know, they faced a fourth down early on in the drive. It's not even a decision at that point because Mm. you have to go for it. And you know that there's no decision to be made. Whereas if you force them to that fourth down um, and it was their first possession, they actually have something to think about because 
you know, they might not want to go for it from their own 30 at that point, but yeah, yeah, they probably don't. Yeah. Um, well, fourth and one, they might, but the only, the only arg- argument for it is if the chiefs had gone and kicked a field goal on the, on their drive, then it comes to, to true sudden death. So if you're getting the ball, the third possession, mm-hmm. um, and it's still tied, then you get a chance to go win it on a field goal even. Yeah. But you didn't even get to that point. You lost. Exactly. You I, don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't like that decision. Um, that fourth down play the chiefs ran was pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, know? it was. Yeah. It was nice. uh, that's just Mahomes, man. He just takes the fucking ball in his hands and, and goes and gets it done when he has to. It's pretty impressive. Say what you want about the guy, about his wife, about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and all this shit around him, his brother, all that, his dad just doing hard time, DUIs. The guy just fucking wins. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Um, What was his quote at the end? Oh, I texted it to you. Let me pull it up. Phil Buster for me. Phil Buster. You know, post-game, post-game on the podium. They're talking to him and, you know, talking about the season and just how, like we talked about leading it up to this, the Chiefs have been underdogs these last three weeks, their last three games. Uh, this was a down year for them by all expectations and, and everything, but ultimately they're lifting the Lombardi again. And what, what did he finish? the? Well, it was the- right after they asked him, like, what was it like being underdog in three straight games? He said, just know that the Kansas City Chiefs are never underdogs. Yeah. That's a pretty baller thing to say after winning back-to-back Super Bowls. Yeah, it really is. As an underdog. Yeah. Yeah. We ain't underdogs. So, good for him. A couple couple storylines to touch on from the game. A lot of people are talking about early on in the game. It was – what what was it that led to this? Was it the pick or just a third down play where where Kelsey wasn't in? He was pissed about not being in the game, and he freaked out on Andy Reid, which – he really did like almost knock him over. It was kind of crazy. You don't really see that in professional yeah. sports very often, especially with two guys that are so successful and have been together so long. Yeah. Um, but he was fucking mad. Yeah, that was crazy. It was um it was on the Pacheco fumble play and Kelsey was not on the field for it. And I think he was I guess my guess is he was pissed because it made it st- too clear to the defense that they're going to be running the ball since he was on the sideline. I don't know what, but he literally Reed almost fell. Like it was, you know, people went a little crazy online. I'll, I'll, but that was, we almost saw elder abuse on live TV. I don't know <laughs> if the Swifties are going to stand for that. Um, we'll, we'll get to more on her too. Yeah. Uh, I think she got a little bit of the ick going for him now. Could you uh, imagine if, if he fell over? If Andy Reid, oh, and and there's like three guys trying to pick him up. He's <laughs> like, kind of fucking rolling around. Seventies, he's man never says no to a cheeseburger. He he was on the brink of a heart attack. I imagine with Kelsey yelling at him like that. Yeah, that was tough. Tough to see. It's yeah. funny. I was telling you this earlier. I see all these people on on Facebook and social media, all this shit. Some of them are like they should bench him for that. Uh, I even saw someone being like, oh, like Belichick would have had his ass on the bench or fucking whoever it was. Who's the uh, Walsh? Is that the old Niners coach? What's his name? Oh, yeah. Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh. Yeah. He would have had his ass on the bench. I'm just like, absolutely fucking not. He wouldn't have. Both these guys are highly competitive. That's why they're as successful as they are. That's why they're in the position they are. 
You think Andy Reid is going to take his best offensive weapon and put him on the bench when he's trying to win a Super Bowl to prove a point, to teach him a lesson? No, he's going to call him an asshole after the game. He's going to tell him, yeah. don't ever do that shit to me again. But they're fucking fine, dude. They just want a Super Bowl. Yeah. Someone, someone was like, will he get suspended? They should <laughs> fine him for that. Dude, they just won the Super Bowl. He doesn't, Andy Reid, I promise, does not give a shit right now. No. No way. It's just funny. It warms my heart kind of to get on there and – when I drive to work tomorrow, I'm going to listen to KMBR, Bay Area Sports Talk, and just just fill my heart with joy. <laughs> I'm going to need you to – I got you got a little homework for tomorrow, okay? I'm going to need yeah. you to write down the five hottest takes you hear on the okay. Bay Area station tomorrow. I can guarantee there's multiple people calling in saying Shanahan's got to be out. Yeah. Guy just can't, can't get it done. Can't wait to hear it. So you got a little conspiracy theory cooking. After the game, Kelsey was a little turned up at the podium, having a good time. And you think that you're onto something here? Yeah, I mean, I I think it's clear as day. The camera was cutting away to uh, his lovely girlfriend Taylor Swift, and um, and his lovely mother Donna Kelsey. And Taylor didn't like that the energy that Travis it was big masculine en- energy he was singing Viva Las Vegas at the top of his lungs D- hit the whole chorus didn't need to do it he could have done one one and it would have been, been so he much hit like, better hit like four of them um just in a full on WWE you know hype video type thing um re- respect you know he just won the super bowl i i have nothing wrong with what kelsey said or did in that moment it's a big moment you know I'm just saying, saying what I noticed, and Taylor looked like she got the ick. Uh, how soon do you think before they break up? Um, well, when's that new album come out? Oh, good question. Yeah, yeah, it'll be, like, be. It'll be like a week before. She pretty much got what she needed out of him, right? Yeah, she's diabolical. I love <laughs> her though. She's hot too. People yeah, she's great. She's hot. She's fine. Yeah. That's crazy. That's just yeah. jealousy. All right, anything else from the game? Pat Mahomes was the MVP. That's just kind of a foregone conclusion at this point. He had yeah. 399 all-purpose yards, uh, threw for two touchdowns. Just guy's a magician. He just does everything he needs to at the perfect time to win football games. Yeah, there was a point in the game, like when the Chiefs went up 13-10, and um, it was like, what is who's going to be the MVP of this game? The way it's shaping shaping up because that was Mahomes' first touchdown of the of the day. It was only a sixteen yard completion, you know, because they got the short field off the punt, and it was like, I don't know what who someone's going to step up and make a play um, defensively or something, and that'll be the MVP ultimately. But no, it was it just Mahomes went Superman instead after like and ends up with ridiculous stat line based on what that game was at halftime that three points at halftime and all of a sudden he finishes with almost 400 yards all purpose and two touchdowns it's like oh yeah he's just the fucking man yeah i think he had like 140 all-purpose yards at halftime or something like that yeah he turned up in the second half uh it could have it, it was getting to the point where it was like our boy third and Jawan, who we talked about on the preview who's yeah. gonna have a big game he did have a big game a monster yeah. game really for a guy in that role he had four catches, 42 yards, and a touchdown, and then he threw that touchdown to CMC. Um, when they took the lead on his second touchdown, or his receiving touchdown, I thought, oh, shit, he might go fucking win this thing. Yeah, yeah, there was, there was a while where he was a clear MVP, um, and then 
CMC kind of did his thing too, though. That second mm-hmm. half where it was like, oh, he like all of a sudden he's got the yards too. And just stars doing star things, you know, it was it was cool to see that part of it. The the top players, you know, both of them making mistakes um in the game at different point. Mahomes throwing the interception early in the second half, uh CMC fumbling that very first drive but they just like bounce back and and get shit done. And Kelsey too, you know, one catch one yard at halftime and then finishes with almost, you know, finishes with nine catches and almost a hundred yards. It's like, they're just, it's, it it was just, it was cool to see like big time players making big time plays. I was just going to ask you, what's that saying? There it is right there. Big time players make big time plays and big time moments. And big time podcasters telepathically realize what you're going to ask me before. Boom. We're locked in. Uh, As far as our gambling side, my parlay, I laid down a seven lager. That's a lot of fucking legs. I was a spider out there, just daddy long legging it. Six of the seven hit. The only one that didn't. And, and this is goes back to something we've been preaching since we started this thing. Unders are for suckers. You're an yeah. idiot if you bet the unders. Always bet the overs because the unders die at a certain point in the game. And there's no going back. The overs don't die until the game's over. So we almost had double overtime in this one. The overs could live forever. Yeah. My six overs all hit. The one under I had, Mahomes rushing prop, he went way over that. He, like, doubled it. Um, yeah. Had a $30 bet that could have paid 1000 and now it's just a $30 loss. Yeah, that's tough. But that's tough out here. Yeah. Chiefs money line, $174, that plus money. Uh, yeah. I was kind of waving back and forth when we talked. Called you up today. I was, I was on the phone with Bookie T. I was ready to go Niners. He was telling me to go Niners. He talked me back into it. He says, Mahomes is an underdog. It's just not right. The guy just wins. Put it all on Mahomes. I'm very happy I did so. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. My, uh, the, the, I told you guys I was going to bet the over as well. It was, uh, finished at 47 and a half. Um, another reason to not bet the under. I, I mentioned. I even mentioned if this was a regular season game, I would have hammered the under because I saw it playing out how it did, you know, it, and it ultimately did the same even though it was a playoff game. But these two teams get it to overtime. You got the new overtime rules where everyone gets a possession. So all of a sudden it's like, oh, this thing's not dead. But it ultimately ends 25-22, which is a grand total of 47, finishes a half a point below the over-under. It's almost like the the lines makers know what they're doing over there. Yeah, I was going to say that. So they were within a half a point of the total, and it was a two-point game on the spread. Ended up being a three-point game. Yeah. Tough to beat Vegas. Yeah. That's just what they do. Yeah. And then we had our little bet. We had some little proppies. We had the national anthem. We had a whole bottle bet, not even a beer bet. Yeah. The national anthem, you killed me on that. She went over, she hit that second brave. A second brave. Yeah. It was it was beautiful. I wasn't even mad. I was like, she she actually killed that national anthem. That was really yeah. well done. Uh shout out to Reba. And yeah, I would. She looked amazing. Good for her. <laughs> uh coin toss was heads. I got you there. Tails does fails sometimes. First play, we both said pass. Niners went run. And then they just fucking abandoned it after that. So yeah, that was interesting. Uh, first score, you had the Chiefs. I had the Niners. Niners got it. First song, what did it end up being? It was a. Uh, oh, it was a good one. We're talking I about halftime, by the way. Usher's first song. Something about was, burn. Uh, you make me burn. Uh, it wasn't burn. It was. Uh, let me go find it. 
anyways, you had said, OMG, I said, you make me want to, uh, mm -hmm. neither of those. It was a classic. Huh? It was a throwback. Yeah. Oh, it was, uh, caught up. I'm so caught up. Caught up. Yeah. That's a banger. Ooh, yeah. That is a banger. Yeah. Uh, he did. I thought he did great. I thought he did fantastic. I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. This hand up honesty hour. When they showed Alicia Keys, I did not know that that was Alicia Keys. I was just like, damn, she looks good, whoever that is. The next girl they show with the guitar, I still don't know who that was. Oh, that's, uh, I mean, it's fitting. Her name is Her. Is she? And I've she never is, heard of her. She is Her because, yeah, she's a beauty. Okay, and then I knew I knew Luda. Yeah. And a little John, right? Yeah. Shout Who's out. the shout other out guy? Vegas Pool. Uh, Jermaine Dupree. Oh, okay. It was a bunch of Atlanta legends. Uh, gotcha. So, yeah. I didn't realize. I, I'm assuming Usher's from there, too. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, they fucking killed it. It was a great halftime show. I yeah. love the roller skates, the marching band. It was dope. Yeah. It was I good. I thought it was, I thought it was really good. I loved Luda coming out with the afro. That was... It was one of those where I knew... Like, I knew he was going to come out. He, he just had to because that verse is iconic. That song's iconic. But... Just seeing it happen, it was like, oh, hell yeah, that that's nice. Yeah, hell yeah. And then it just pans a little John. He's like in the crowd just getting dumb, going after it. That was fucking sick. I love the way that they set it all up, how he's just out there with the people. It's just who he is. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Little John the man. Shout out shout out uh, his Vegas pool parties, huh? Yeah, that's who we saw in Vegas, huh? Yeah, yeah. I didn't even put that together, but that was a epic day. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Love that for us. Love that for us. Uh, So that, that wrapped up our bottle bet. The Gatorade color was purple. Didn't mm -hmm. see that coming. Yeah. Cool I saw, color. I saw a leak about it late. And when I looked That's at, right. the, when I looked at the lines this morning, uh, purple was all the way, it's still plus money. I should have just done it. It was like, but it was like plus one, like 50 and all the other colors were in the like four to five hundreds. Mm -hmm. Damn. We should have hammered that. You told me that. Uh, so we were both wrong on that. The octopus uh, didn't happen. Didn't come no. through this year, which to be expected, I think. The odds probably weren't great on that. Yeah. Uh, but I got your ass. I think like four to two or five to two, something like that. Yeah. I owe you a uh, bottle. I don't know if we if we mentioned it or if we decided or if you even saw the over-under for the halftime songs was eight and a half. I'm giving that the over. Felt like a yeah. lot of songs. Yeah. It feel, feels like he hit plenty of songs. There was like six artists out there. He had to hit nine songs, right? Exactly. Fuck. Yeah. I think that wraps it up. Uh, anything else from the game? You know, we talked about some some fun stuff that we saw on Twitter that kind of coincided with it. This is shocking. I know you follow this guy. If anyone doesn't, you should. Warren Sharp. He might not have tweeted this one, though, but he's always tweeting some some just really good stuff. But I saw a tweet on there about Shanahan's last three Super Bowls. So one as an offensive coordinator for the Falcons, two as the head coach for the Niners. In fourth quarter and overtime, he's been outscored 68 to 12. Is that what it was? I think so. Something like that. That is fucking mind-blowing. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's so bad. And then on that, kind of on that same realm of, you know, them kind of falling apart there in those same three Super Bowls, um, like you said, one offensive coordinator in that 28 to 3 game, and then these last two appearances with the Niners, he's gotten a a 10 point lead in each of those games um and they've proceeded to lose each of the games it's just it's tough like it's it's a 
you know, again, I said earlier, it's I'm not hating on the guy. I think he's one of the best, you know, three coaches in the league probably. But something – he does freeze up. Something changes. You know, he throws the ball a little too much in these situations. It's it's weird. It's it's tough to – like, it's it's tough for him. Yeah, absolutely. That is a – that's a shocking statistic. Uh, kind of wonder if he'll ever pull it out. Like, he's got a – they'll be back. They're a great team and they're not losing that many guys. Yeah. But um, eventually people start to get upset and they exactly. won't change, even if it's yeah. for the worse. Andy, uh, Andy is a, had these, uh, these yeah. early on too. And yeah, his Eagles know. days ended kind of salty, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Could see that happen. This is a great one. Uh, if you know who Clay Travis is, I think he's one of the worst like sports people out there. Cause he just oh, is like all hate negative, Kind of like a fucking skip, just kind of like saying shit just to get the people going. Yeah. But his shit's just really dumb. A, a perfect example right here. This is 2023 in December. It's actually Christmas Day he tweeted this out. He said, the Chiefs are not a good football team. And Travis Kelsey looks like he should retire. He's been worthless the last seven or eight weeks. The double worthless Pfizer shots may have caught up with him. Either that or Taylor Swift is the Chiefs' Yoko Ono. Maybe both. And then they proceeded to win the Super Bowl. Travis Kelsey caught nine passes for 90 yards in the Super Bowl. Looks yeah. pretty fucking good to me. Uh, he's a surefire Hall of Famer. He's banging Taylor Swift tonight. Super Bowl <laughs> champ again. Doing okay. Yeah, I think he's doing fine. It's a, yeah, it's it's a rare, rare, like, major offer on every part of that tweet. Just brutal. And I love the concept of him tweeting that on Christmas Day because I just imagine him like right before dinner, like sneaking off into the bathroom to get that tweet off. He's like, oh, this is going to do numbers, you know? Yeah. And then now he's getting old takes exposed. You'd love to see it. Uh, as he deserves. Fuck that guy. Yeah. All right. What else we got? Take us home. Wrap us up. Yeah. I had one. I had one I wanted to share as well. You know, as, as you lovely listeners know, there's been quite a bit of a rivalry developed between the my uh my beloved eagles and the and the niners um you know a lot of shit was talked um through the off season niners 100 backed it up this year kicking the shit out of the eagles in philly um you know came to the link and just manhandled them um but a lot of this talk was kind of stemmed from you know the eagles getting lucky last year in the nfc championship game due to brock Purdy's in- injury and and i still stand on you know, maybe don't block the dude with a backup tight end. You know, don't block their best edge rusher with a backup tight end. Maybe don't get hurt. You know, that's neither here nor there. But my guy, uh, Fletcher Cox, Eagles legend, uh, took to Instagram today to call out the boy, uh, the, uh, the 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 stud, the legend, you know, uh, Debo Samuel, who led a lot of the stick, the shit talking through the offseason. But uh, Fletcher added him on Instagram on his story, you know, and said, told him to keep the Eagles name out, out his mouth. And then new story. He uh, also went on there and said, I still got something you ain't got. And with three smirking emojis, he enter, went to a new line. He said, yeah, I've been holding this one in, son, with <laughs> one, two, three, four, five exclamation points after son there. And then hits enter one more time. And hits it with a classic, just all caps, um, EAD for eat a dick. So 
Just love it. Love to see it. Love that the rivalry is just in full force. Love Fletcher Cox. Um, and love that he added added Debo on it because it's not like he's, you know, just he he says, here, look, look at this. And he full on acknowledges that, you know, he's being petty. Love the pettiness. Um, love that he's aware of the pettiness. But uh yeah, he's got that ring and and Debo doesn't have one yet. So I I completely understand where he's coming from. Yeah, and you can, like you said, you can respect it fully because he added him. He didn't hide behind it. He's out there. He said, yeah, fuck you, dude. Eat a dick. (laughs) I I love that rivalry. You don't get as much of that these days. Yeah, I think I'm going to start utilizing EAD more often in, in like, day-to-day texts and stuff, maybe work emails. Yeah, reminds me of classic Joe Jager, uh, good for you line. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We need more of that. It's easy for a guy like Fletcher Cox to do that, though, because there's not many guys that can really fuck with him. Exactly. You know, good, exactly. for, him. good for him being a bully out there. That's a real Philly scumbag. <laughs> All right. It wouldn't be a water cooler pod. It wouldn't be the end of the NFL season. Super Bowl recap if we didn't hear from another legend, Mr. Flores. For some reason, he's got a little bit different tone to him these days he didn't have one of his long-winded diatribes filled with all these fucking obscure stats to make it sound like brock purdy's good the very short and concise this week it sounded like one of the saddest calls we've ever got because i think he knows deep down this isn't just a normal sunday you know where you get to try again next week this is the last sunday of them all they don't get to try again for another seven eight months so we're going to end it with that anything you'd like to say to him well, let, let's end it. Let's let it play through, and then we could uh, send him a little message at the end. Here's Mr. Flores. This is Mr. Flores. I don't want to do this, but it's the right thing to do. I come to you as a humbled man. I come to you as a sad man. I come to you in defeat. We are just like every other team in the NFL right now. We didn't win it. I said it about the Eagles. They just couldn't get the job done. We didn't get the job done. I do not have it in me to break down the game. I do not have it in me to go play by play, quarter by quarter. I don't have it in me. I'll take this off the air. I don't know. Maybe I return to the show. Maybe I don't. Goodbye. You know, I'd like I'd love to give Mr. Flores a shout out here. Thank you for following through, getting it done. You know, our lovely listeners wanted to hear from you. Um, just sad to hear the somber tone over there uh major you know marvin's room by drake uh ma- major major vibes of some uh take care drake there so- sorry to hear that um but again thank you for calling in being a listener it's much respected um and this goes for all you know i know i i read the fletcher cox instagram post um live on the show here that's come from him he's got more hate in his heart than me in regards to that rivalry. Cause he's in the thick of it. I, I understand where you Niner fans are coming from right now. The Eagles lost a year ago, uh, 
to the same Chiefs team in quite a similar fashion, losing by three, just like you guys did in a game that you feel like you had every right to win. And uh, I get it. So just know that this is a safe space. Feel free to reach out. The water cooler boys are here for you. Yeah. And we understand that pain, man. That is a, people might not get it. You know, if you're not a diehard sports fan, that yeah. pain's fucking real. It takes time to heal. Yeah. You don't want to, like, he doesn't want to go to work tomorrow. He doesn't want to see yeah. me. He's going to be oh. so mad. It, it hurts. It's a fucking hurtful feeling. And that's the beauty of sports, though. You get the ups and the downs. Eventually, they'll win one. Shanahan will get over the hump one day. Yeah, I think so. Probably for another team. But. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, we'll see you at the water cooler. Cheers. Steady. If you wanna live it, place it in your mind. Everything could change in just one night. There we go again, talking real heavy. Listen up, world, I think I'm talking pretty steady. If you wanna live it, place it in your mind. Everything could change in just one night.